Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I want winners. I want people that want to win. What is up, everybody? This is Double G from BSPN Media with your 49ers end of the week update. I know previously, the last two weeks, I've been doing midweek updates to kind of just see where the, the team is because Rod and I, we do our post-game recap, and then we don't have another show until after the next game. So lots of stuff happens between games. So I'm trying to get a little bit of a consistency in doing a short, a very short midweek update. This one is... is uh, because, I don't for some reason the news about Arizona is not not terribly uh, significant, especially in the athletic, which is where I get most of my news. But there is some news heading into this game, and I think for 49ers fans, the idea of a trap game this early in the season, especially if you watched what Arizona did against Dallas. Now, Arizona was pretty consistent in in their attack which was heavy heavy run game not only with uh, James Conner but with a a myriad of players including QB uh, Josh Dobbs and I I would expect now you know maybe Arizona goes hey you know we can't do this to the Niners they they expect it they just saw a bunch of film on us a bunch of video on what we just did to Dallas we have to kind of adjust and and change it up and surprise them. Or they may just try and replicate what they did against the Niners. So very much understandable that this is a trap game. And I think if this was a road game, if Arizona was coming off of this giant win, coming home, we all believe that they're trying to tank for Caleb, I, w- I would probably be in the same uh, you know, the same side of, of trap game set, but Niners are home. They're a pretty good home team. They are on a 10-day recovery from their Thursday night game. So I don't think they're going to fall into the trap. However, I do think that they're much like uh, the Rams and the Giants. I do think there is a possibility that they kind of start a little slowly uh, and, and you know, they made halftime adjustments in both games that really affected the game. And I think that could happen again just because Arizona is kind of playing with nothing to lose and they're trying different things. They have very athletic quarterback, their run, their run game. Uh, so you may see some things where the, the Niners will have to adjust and, and you know, talent is going to win out. And, and also, you know, having Warner and Greenlaw Chase Dobbs is, is is a you know is a little bit different than than most teams because of how athletic those guys are. So that would be where I sit on the fence of if this is a trap game for the Niners. Though there is some worry that Debo could not play. He did not practice. Uh, this is as of yesterday, so Thursday 
uh, as I'm recording this on, on Friday morning Pacific time. He didn't practice on Thursday. I haven't seen anything about Friday yet, uh, as I'm probably recording a little bit too early, but I just had to get this in. But it does look like Brandon Ayuk is going to play. He's been participating in all of the 49ers practices this week. He took off the non-contact jersey yesterday. Uh, but Debo uh, dealing with the rib and the knee issue, and we saw the rib issue in the game against the Giants on the last Thursday. He f- looks like he just fell on top of the football when he was tackled, but we did not know about this knee tweak, and that seems to be just as big of a concern for him playing this Sunday. Also, uh, third and one, Juwan Jennings, he has a shin injury, and he hasn't practiced, so that kind of throws the receiver situation into uh, a little bit of, uh, of influx there. We might see a little bit more of... Ronnie Bell, who I affectionately call BBD because Ron DeVoe and Ricky Bell, you put them together, they're two members of, of Bell Biv DeVoe, and you get Ronnie Bell. So that's my nickname for, for him. And, you know, maybe we see a little bit more Ray Ray. We saw Ray Ray on the field a lot, though I don't think he touched the football. Uh, it would be nice to see him get you know, a Debo carry here or there, especially if Debo doesn't play and maybe he kind of trajects a little bit more to, to be the Debo role. Though, you know, CMC, maybe you see some some juice check stuff. Maybe you get Elijah in the game a little bit more as well. Uh, they have a myriad of, of weapons here. So uh, I, I'm a little concerned about both receivers being out possibly. Hopefully one of Debo or Jennings is able to play because then... You're you're not just putting one player in a, in a position that they have not played all season long. You're you're actually having to make two adjustments, and that could be a little bit of a concern. Uh, but I'm sure that Shanahan w- will game plan for that if that is the case. Uh, also, uh, Dre Greenlaw did practice on Thursday, according to David Lombardi from the Athletic. Now. As far as the Cardinals are concerned, uh, did not practice yesterday. Uh, Jonathan Ledbetter and Josh Woods uh, limited in in practice. Chris Barnes, Marquise Brown, and Keontae Ingram. And players who did practice, Kevin Beecham, Zavin Collins, and James Conner. And James Conner is kind of the one that I'm sure the 49ers have circled to stop, he's he's going to be the engine on on Sunday, I believe. So, those are your injury updates, and the Niners play on Sunday. Now, Rod and I, more than likely, we will not be up right after that game is over. Uh, I have uh, my my stepson's birthday is. Uh, we're going to do it a dinner. So we're, Rod and I will probably come back late in the evening with our post game on uh, YouTube and then obviously soon thereafter in, in this very feed that you are listening to us in. So, uh, so that is the update on the podcast. And I'm going to do something a little different here. And I'm going to read, I'm going to narrate a post that I wrote for bspnmedia.com. It's in the blog. It's on. If you just go to the website, bspnmedia.com, you see all of our podcasts 
and newly written content. And my goal is to write, if I can't do it once a week, at least once every couple weeks, writing about the Giants, the Niners, or the Warriors. And as I already said on yesterday's uh, The Death Lineup with uh, with Brian, I, I will have a piece soon where I basically decide the all-Warriors team in, in, in history. So the, I, I did this before a few years back, and I, I do need to update it because we went through the KD era. And, uh, and so I, I want to update that piece, and then Brian and I will discuss it on, the, uh, on one of the future death lineups. He was born in 1999, so he's not, <laughs> he didn't see a lot of the guys that I saw. All right, so I'm going to now narrate... Uh, this piece that I wrote, half of it is tongue-in-cheek, but half of it is is uh, not. Uh, the title of this post, which you can find on bspnmedia.com, is Who is Brock Purdy comparable to? Written on September 27, 2023. Brock Purdy is an oddly polarizing quarterback, even amongst 49ers fans. He's either the second coming of Joe Montana or the most overrated QB in the history of the NFL being carried by one of the best teams in the NFL. Okay, it's not that bad. It does feel that way, though. I told my podcast partner, Roderick Adams, that he reminds me more of Jeff Garcia than Joe Montana, but without that same chip on his shoulder, even if both were overlooked coming out of college. At least Purdy didn't have to go to the CFL like Jeff did. Here's what we know. Brock Purdy is currently 11-0 in his career during the regular season. The 49ers are 3-0, one of the only three teams still undefeated in this young season. He's second to Tua in ESPN's QBR stat. He's the 27th ranked QB on Steven Ruiz's quarterback rankings for the ringer. But on the flip side, there's an argument that quarterback wins is a bad stat. And on another flip side, there's no way in blue hell that Purdy should be ranked behind C.J. Stroud and Baker Mayfield or handsome Jimmy G on any list in which you rate how good of an NFL quarterback someone is. I have a much better comparison for one Brock Richard Purdy. As everyone knows, Purdy was drafted last in the 2022 draft. He sat behind Trey Lance and Nate Sudfield during the preseason until Kyle Shanahan realized that he wouldn't be able to sneak Purdy through waivers before signing him to the practice squad. He waived Sudfeld instead. And they were able to restructure Jimmy Garoppolo's contract a week before the season started, so he was back, but this time as the backup. When Trey Lance went down with injury in the second game of the 2022 season, Shanahan didn't turn the reins over to young Brock just yet. It was Jimmy G time again. Brock's only real significant playing time was in mop-up duty in Week 7 during a blowout loss to the eventual Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. 49ers fans are absolute liars if they said they saw something in that performance. And then it happened. In Week 12 versus Miami, Jimmy G went down and young Brock had to come in and keep the ball rolling. The 49ers had just won four games in a row and were hotter than blazes. They wouldn't lose again until the NFC Championship game. Is Brock Purdy the new Lou Gehrig? No, but he might be the new Matt Saracen. Hear me out. At the beginning of the 20 
06 season, Matt Saracen was the backup quarterback for Texas Powerhouse High School, the Dillon Panthers. He played under Jason Street, who had an offer to go to Notre Dame before the season began. In the first game of the season, Street threw an interception and has to make a tackle to stop the pick six. During the tackle, he becomes paralyzed, and his football career was immediately over. Enter Mighty Matt Saracen. Saracen, who wasn't expected to play one meaningful snap all season long, was thrust into the game and made a game-winning touchdown pass at the end to win it. Saracen wasn't always the savior of the season. Local business owner Buddy Garrity called him Little Matty Saracen, and that wasn't because he liked him. But throughout the season, Little Matty got the job done, and the Panthers eventually did win state. The comparison begins with taking over for an injured stalwart. They continue as both are undersized quarterbacks, even though Larry Kruger doesn't think Purdy is that small, as he said on our podcast. And I imagine someone somewhere at some point called Brock Little Brocky. And I'm sure Steven Ruiz had Saracen at number 1,234 in his 2006 Texas high school quarterback rankings. Can Brock win the NFL's version of state? Can he take the 49ers to the promised land? All I know is clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. All right, Rod and I will be back Sunday night after the 49ers against the Arizona Cardinals. Check in with us. We hope to see you live. If not, uh, appreciate you subscribing to this podcast feed. I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out.